0: Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Lewis. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always scouring the globe looking for entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, doing things on the margin, changing the world, making an impact and bringing those conversations to you. So today I have Rich, and he's gonna be talking all about uh, purpose, resilience, service. It's gonna be all mindset, leadership, uh, and it's gonna be a great conversation. He's also the podcast host of Misfit Nation, so definitely check that out. And um, he's also on YouTube. So, Rich, welcome.
1: Thanks, Chris. It's a great to be here. It's an honor to be invited to your show, and hopefully, I can share some uh, something of value with your audience as well. Yeah.
0: I know we had uh, met through Podmatch, and uh, like I said, I'm always curious about what other people are doing. Hopefully, get different perspectives, mindsets. So, tell us about your story, your journey, and we'll get right into it.
1: Awesome. Uh, thank you very much again. Uh, I was uh, born and raised in New Jersey uh, in the 70s and 80s. Uh, I was the last of four kids. So, we lived in a railroad apartment in Jersey City, New Jersey. Our railroad apartment means there's no hallways, all the rooms are just connected to each other. So, lots of no privacy. Uh, three boys in one room, so you know what happens with three boys in one room. But, uh, always, uh, I learned to fight very well there, learned to be tough. Uh, our sister had her own room, so she was the first room in the house, so everyone can guard her. And then mom and dad, they were working class. Both Dad worked many jobs throughout to try to provide for us a better life than what he had growing up. And he never stopped hustling, and even now at 82 years old, he leaves the house every day to, to go, what he calls the office, to play the lottery. But that's what he does every day at 82 years old, still hustling. But he always gave us tidbits of advice so along the way. Um, if you wake up in the morning, do something positive to be strong and keep moving forward in, in life. And a lot of those lessons then resonate with us as kids. As you know, kids don't listen to their parents when they're growing up. It's later on when maybe you have a child that they... That advice actually was, was right. I should have listened to that long ago. I'd be so much better right now. And that, that's what uh, I kind of did with him. I asked, I wanted to join the army out of high school. And I went through my first two years of high school doing basically nothing, just enough to go by, just to pass and get in the army. You didn't have to do much to get in the army back then. Uh, after junior year, I was still too young to sign up on my own. So I gave my dad to sign for me. And he said, enough of us to joined the army. You need to go to college. well that's gonna be rough because i don't have enough maths i don't have enough sciences to get into college right now he said you'll figure it out so my senior year was me taking all these classes while all my friends were hanging out and having a good time i was taking maths and sciences with freshmen and sophomores because i blew all that stuff off for all this my whole my whole high school time and i hustled and i took this i passed all that i took the sat somehow i passed that and i got into college i went to st peter's college in jersey city uh, if you watched the NCAAs this year, you've seen the proud Peacocks make it to the Elite Eight. Uh, in basketball, our football team was not that good when I played there. We lost all 14 games when I played there. So it was a, a lot of life lessons there, too. We're, we're always learning uh, how to do something better every game. And uh, my dad was our biggest fan. He was at every game. And he never he never harped on the things we did horrible. He he said, look what you did good. Look what you did good. Look, Find the light. Find the light. Find the positive. Okay dad, whatever, and then finally I said look dad, I'm old enough now to join the army, I can't do this school no more. I wasn't ready for school, and like most people, they're not ready to go to school out of high school, they're not uh, mature enough, they don't want to be in school anymore, they, so they push forward, and I pushed forward and went in the army in 1993, and uh started 22 years, did four combat tours uh, on the back half of my career. Since the first half was kind of pre 9-11, so there was a lot of training and getting ready to do things that also, like uh, the advice my dad gave me, I thought all that training was useless because we weren't doing anything. we train, 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 and then do nothing. And then 9-11 happened and all that stuff worked. Maybe this stuff is right. Uh, Retired in 2015, uh, June of 2015, and my daughter graduated high school in May of 2015. That was our goal, for me to stay until she graduated. And uh, she uh, graduated, she was getting ready for college. And I, I finally graduated college in 2015 after starting in 1988. So I finally got my degree in January 2015. So it was a big accomplishment for me and to show her that I never stopped. I never quit on that. I could keep pushing on and I'm, it might have took one class a year sometimes or one class every couple of years, but I did it. I kept that perseverance to move forward and that resilience and that positive mindset. That later in my career, I had a much better mindset, much more positive mindset later in my career. Uh, I took an entire year off after that. Well, one was to decompress, but two, no one was hiring. They thought I wanted a lot more money than I was asking for. I just wanted a job. I wanted a purpose. I wanted to get out of the house. I said, for 22 years, I put my boots on I went to work. It was easy, the best job in the world. And I got out and there was nothing. It wasn't until exactly one year later, I got hired by a veteran nonprofit, the Michigan continues out of St. Louis. So I uh, moved out to St. Louis as a geo bachelor, left my wife and daughter here in Tennessee. and. I worked there for a year um, as a geo and came back here to work from home for a year. And then I got hired with the, back with the military to train soldiers as a civilian. And that's what I do now, I train soldiers there. Within that window, I started my master's program at Georgetown University. And I knocked that out within less than two years and after out my master's. During the pandemics, when I graduated, I wanted to walk across stage so bad so I didn't walk across for my, my college. And of course, COVID came, so I couldn't walk across stage again. I watched my graduation on Facebook uh, with just basically the dean and someone talking. Uh, I took about a month off, and someone said I would never make it to be a doctor, so I said challenge accepted. So I applied for my PhD program, and I'm about halfway through, a little over halfway through it right now at Liberty University. So I should graduate in May of 23, and that's my glide path now. Also, during the pandemic, I uh, started my podcast the Misfit Nation because I figured. I'm going to school, I'm working 40 hours a week. I got about eight hours left a week. I have nothing going on. Let me see if I can push some of my nuggets of of knowledge out here to people and help them along their way as well. So I started the Misfit Nation podcast. Originally, it was uh, meant to just be for veterans to come on and get their story off the chest, to try to stop them from uh, uh, perpetuating the 22-a-day suicide rate. So I, I knew that if they were able to speak and get that story off, it lets them breathe a little easier and they're oh good now I can now I can continue on with my life. I don't have this darkness I have to go to. But then they asked me for, hey, can you get someone on here that knows how to write a book? You get someone on there that knows how to get me to Hollywood, get music, go back to school, start a nonprofit. So my head starts spinning. Then I start reaching out to people and all of a sudden, uh, 213 episodes later, I've had all those experts continue having veterans. This whole week I have a live show every night with veterans. A different veteran every night, just to let them talk about themselves and what they're doing in life. It's, it feels amazing, and I, I think we're pu- pushing out a lot of good leadership stuff, a lot of mental health stuff, and the LLC is coming soon, so it's gonna be awesome.
0: Yeah, so well, a very uh, inspiring story. Um, I'm known as a late bloomer. It sounds like you know people kind of pass later in life, but um, it sounds like the life skills that you learned early on really helped you, and you know you kind of you realize certain things and then you applied it. So you know kudos to you and it's, it's great that you you know you're always um today's talk is going to be all about you know mindset and um especially you know these days you know, there's no certainty anywhere so you know how, what are some um, ways to fight through the worst days of our lives
1: oh definitely uh i had a few in service had a real a few real bad days uh, in december of uh, 2010 i lost my first soldier in combat on new year's eve you go right into a negative mindset right there. Everything's bad, everything's bad, we're all gonna, everything, everyone's gonna go down now because I lost the first one. That was on my third combat tour and I, I let that get in my head a little bit, but then I also pushed myself not to show any emotion, not to show anything. So my soldiers would see that I was being strong for them and that if I can take that step forward every day and walk back outside that gate, they also can step forward outside that gate and we can we can follow each other. We all hold hold each other up along the way without knowing it. And that started the bomb, that was, the platoon was called the Misfits, and that's what started the Misfit Nation. And then I came back from that and knowing that every one of my friends, my friends and brothers or sisters that died in combat, died on a third or fourth combat tour. And I was coming back to war, back to war less than a year later for my fourth. So I knew in my head that the negative, the negative Nancy came back in my head and was saying, Hey, this is it. You can't keep rolling the dice. You're going to lose. Uh, the enemy's going to win the, this time, and it's, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. You're not coming back from this one. And one of my soldiers looked at me and said, not that's not you at all. You got to get that out of your head." But it didn't resonate until my second day in back in country, and the Taliban launched a mortar. It hit behind me, blew out the back of my leg and out the front of my left leg. And that's when I finally woke up. I said, "I said, they're not going to kill me. This is this is my place. This is what I have to do." So I, I got I got evac, did got surgery came right back to the base within 32 hours and stayed in the fight until we redeployed. And from that point on, everything was just always look forward. Don't don't worry about what happened behind you, stay in front of you and keep that positive momentum. And and that's how I I blended from bad days to make make bad days good again. So even though I got wounded, that made me think positively. This is a challenge for me to go forward and do something else. So I took that challenge. The doctor said I'd never run again. I ran a marathon less than a year later. So I took that challenge needed that positive mindset to do it again.
0: It's so amazing the power of the mind, and uh, talk to you know talk to a lot of um, you know successful people such as yourself, and you know really like for example you know people that you know train for the Olympics and you know that that's their day, and then you know they don't medal and they just have to really block it out and think about the next you know the next four years and how gonna get back. So you know, you really have to just kind of move forward, especially after a real dramatic setback you know you put your heart and you know everything into it and so it's um it's it's all about you know your mindset this is uh what's what uh what sort of uh, resources like books or uh podcasts you know youtube channels that you use to you know that people can go and kind of see what they're talking about
1: podcast i listened to, the first podcast that i listened to was a with Marcus Latrell, his podcast, a real good podcast. It's, it's about uh, never, basically never giving up. Uh, he was, Remember, he was a he was in an ambush in Afghanistan, and he was the only one that survived from his team, the only survivor. But he took that traumatic event losing all his brothers in one fight and he was the only one that survived, and not taking that negativity, negativity of, hey, I should have died too and killing himself or anything like that. He spun it into doing something positive to help others. So the team never quit. And that it's great, great podcast. He always brings on people that have also been through uh, uh, trauma or been through adversity and has them tell their story and you can just feel feel his emotion when they talk to him because he like feeds off their emotion. And it's an amazing way to get that thing. Uh, the book Grit, that's a great book to read right there. Uh, I, I gave that, I passed that on to my friends, my family all the time, great book. And of course, my book, 13 Step Guides to Success, I, I passed it on to people as well.
0: Yeah. So I, I assume your uh, your book is can you be found on Amazon. Is that
1: is yes? It? It's on Amazon. Uh, if you search Amazon on uh, a 13 Step Guide to Success" by Rich LaMonica, it should be the first thing that pops up. Yeah,
0: and for all the listeners out there, be sure to check out Richie's book and then check it out after this. And um, really, uh, what uh you know what sort of um, sort of uh, like the three most important or most influential people in your life? what is, uh, what, what did you learn from from them?
1: Uh, my dad, I learned hard work and uh, being dedicated to your family, putting family first, hard work, and then everything will work out great. And Always helping others. He had a service mindset. So when I was growing up, he was he was our scout leader. He was at every baseball game. Uh, we went to a Catholic church. So we volunteered him to do all the readings all the time without telling him. And then like on Sunday, hey, Dad, you're doing the reading today. You got the, you got the first reading. Oh, Dad, you got the second reading. Because we volunteered you for everything oh thanks guys thank good thing i didn't it wasn't too crazy last night good good and he would just just do it just go with the punches and even now i still call him up and ask him for advice and and it's it's more i guess it's more for me just to hear him just to hear that he still has a, the cognitivity of his brain still and uh, to talk to me and he does he's he's amazing talking to you now and we talk about of course we talk about what's going on in the world uh, ukraine especially he always asked me what we think, what I think we should do. I said, it doesn't matter what I think, I, and I'm not at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I can't make those decisions. But it, I think it, those conversations are great. Uh, the second person I think of would be Colin Powell, uh, the late General Colin Powell. When I was coming up, he was, uh, he was at the twilight of his military career, but into his uh, still serving career in the State Department, uh, National Security Advisor, the, the former Secretary of State. And he has a uh, leadership goals and guide. And, just the way he treated people. He treated people the way he wanted to be treated. And that's how he led. He didn't lead as an overbearing guy. He led as someone that was a man for the people. And it would have been great to see him maybe uh, ascend to presidency, but he never wanted that because that would have been too much for him. He would have been so far removed from the reality. So he, he didn't do that. And he was a great man. We lost him last year. Uh, uh, third one would probably be uh, maybe General Mattis or Another very smart general like him, uh, he he pumped me up in in Iraq. He pumped me up when he was the Secretary of Defense. I met him again in D.C. that time when he was going through his hearings, and he didn't skip a beat talking to me like we were still in Iraq in 2003. So I know he probably didn't fully remember me, but he remembered the name, and then came in. Just talked like we're old friends, and everyone around was, like, wow, how'd that happen? So, because he's a, he's a great human, a great a great human being, and that's how you got to be. You got to be a great person, you push forward for everybody.
0: Yeah. That's wonderful. It's a very inspirational conversation. How can people uh, follow you, find you? I know you have a YouTube channel, you're on social media, website. How can they contact you?
1: Uh, my website's themisfitnation.com. So it's just one word, The Misfit Nation. That's a M-I-S-F-I-T-N-A-T-I-O-N, just like it sounds. Just one word, the themisfitnation.com. My contact's on there. All our social media is on there as well. Our YouTube is... Uh, uh, youtube.com backslash at the underscore misfit nation
0: and for all the listeners out there um which resources will be in the links and show notes be sure to check out his book again um and uh thanks so much for coming on to the show and the podcast and it's been a really in- insightful conversation and you know really it's all about moving forward you know you just like you, you hit some setback and you have to just look forward and just keep focused on the next thing so um i really enjoyed our time and thanks so much i appreciate you